we present, I'm sorry I haven't a clue, the antidote to panel game. At the piano is Matthew Scott and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, and I'd like to begin by asking you to applaud a man who's done so much for this program, giving it its wit and its style and its humour. Oh, all right, be like that. <laughs> Bad Penny Blues will be back in the charts again any minute, and I'll be able to get a shot of this rubbish. Just watch <laughs> I suppose you'd better applaud the teams then. Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton on my right. There you go. Barry Tyler and Graham Darden on my left. Not forgetting our scorer, Samantha. Oh. And scorer's the word, I'll tell you. Incidentally, close-ups... <laughs> close-ups of Samantha are on sale in the foyer here. And so are, so are photos of her face. So we're going to start with the round double feature. This round takes as its premise the poverty of the international film industry and... Uh, I have to explain that for economic reasons, new films will have to be remakes of pairs or groups of old films. I want you to hear the resulting titles from the teams, and I'll award some points, probably. So let's start with you, Graham Garden. Oh, uh, well, an easy one to start with. They're going to remake The Long, The Short and The Tall, together with The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, and Robinson Crusoe, and they're going to call it The Long Good Friday. <laughs> Producers of The Wind Cannot Read and Noises Off are producing a new film entitled... Was that you? <laughs> Willie. Well, they're combining water, rain, and a midsummer night's dream, and it's the Francis Pym story, Wet Dreams. So far, Prose are improving. They're getting uh, red hot uh, from the film world. Eddie Murphy and combining it with Joan Collins and calling it Guess Who's Coming to Dynasty. <laughs> <coughs> I had heard they're going to remake Hot for Lust, Sanders of the River and 55 Hours to Rama, and they're calling it Randy Sandy Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> only a rumour, only a rumour. Company of Wolves, Derby Day. <laughs> and Murder on the Orient Express, a new film called Sweet F.A. <laughs> or not. They're going to remake Batarn, Mandingo, and Some Like It Hot, and call it Bingo in the Sun. Producers of Wind in the Willows and Black Hole are combining to make Toad in the Hole. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in America and Little Big Man, the Ronald Reagan story. <laughs> right, we're going on now to the point in the programme where I give the teams advance warning of the late arrivals that they'll be announcing later on in the programme. This week we'll be asking them for late arrivals at the Farmer's Ball. The Farmer's Ball. Oh, the old problem. <laughs> and we go on to the round called Paranoia. In this one, uh, Team A decides that there's something wrong with Team B, and Team B have to guess what's wrong with themselves by asking questions. Team A reply in a manner appropriate to Team B's affliction, and uh, Graham and Barry's affliction is going up on our audience computer board. 
<laughs> and we have the usual mystery voice to tell you at home. They think they are in love with Margaret Thatcher. In love with Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> right, well, Graham and Barry, will you try and find out your affliction by questioning the other two, please? What's the matter with us? <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Not I really. couldn't be carried a rope. <laughs> do, we, do we think we are um, some body or, or body, uh, people, plural, or. You are named people. Men with white coats are kind of. <laughs> white jackets. One of the old song. Ah, there's a possibility of it being taken away. This is haunting us, is it? Yes. No. <laughs> Schizophrenic. <laughs> so, uh, we would think that you having this paranoia would need to be put away, but that's a personal opinion. Do we think we're a type of person? Yes. <laughs> Balanced. Um, Unbalanced, in my view. <laughs> wet. Certainly not. Uh, well, no, certainly not wet, quite the opposite. Dry. <laughs> yes? That's a big help. Are we close-hued to our leaderine? Very, absolutely. I... Cabinet. I think you've got it in other Cabinet. words. Cabinet, yes, one hand I think I have, yes. You think you're in love with our leaderine, Margaret Thatcher. That's I don't true. know if it's a subject for humour at all. <laughs> I didn't notice any. <laughs> I think it's Chairman, I'm the judge of that. Anyway, let's go on now to uh, Tim and Willie's affliction, <laughs> which is now going up on the board. And here's the mystery voice to tell you at home. They think they are Henry Kelly. Henry Kelly. <laughs> All right, Tim and Willie, start questioning, please. Do we both suffer from this affliction? Yes, yes. God knows there's only room for one, but you both suffer from it. Do we have uh, illusions of grandeur in some way? <laughs> illusions <laughs> of adequacy, probably. We think uh, we're you. Oh, <laughs> Oh, the bar, the bar. <laughs> we think we're fascinating. Yeah, but well, partly. <laughs> yes. Cropping up everywhere. I don't well, think they're going to get it, do you? Oh. We think we're Terry Wogan. Correct in a way. <laughs> we think we're amazingly talented. <laughs> Getting Gloria, very warm. warm. Gloria Honeyford. <laughs> Terry Wogan in drag. Even warmer. Uh... What's is that, that an Irish? Who's that thin? Oh. Thin Irishman with no way about him. We think we're Henry Kelly? <laughs> oh. Well, that deserves a point, I think, don't you? No? All right, then. We're going on now to the round called Mad Wriggle. I'm sorry about that, but that's what it says here. This is a musical round in which each team will give us a folk song on a specified subject. Now, Tim and Willie, would you like to give Graham and Barry a subject for their folk songs? Yes. Yes, yes, Humphrey. <laughs> very much. It's, it's, it's about you and we... Yes. About Humphrey Littleton. The jolly chairman's catch, we thought. And you're looking very jolly tonight. Mm. I'd like the address of your chemist. The jolly... <laughs> the jolly chairman's catch. Right. And thank you for volunteering to start, Graham. What? As I walked out one evening to a Humphrey Littleton gig. (laughs) 
time you I'd come to the wrong place For the audience was quite big <laughs> So I went round to the gents next door Downcast and sad at art <laughs> And there stood home with his horn in his hand <laughs> Saying thank God now we can <laughs> You don't seriously expect any marks for that do you? <laughs> Graham and Barry Will you give Tim and Willie their subject please? <laughs> Only if it's very very difficult Um Holidays. Holidays. The lay of the holiday. Oh, right. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no names, no pack. No, well. Yeah. An annual contest. <laughs> Today's the day I'm going upon my annual holiday. I like sun and sand and penguins. <laughs> so I'm going down Fulton's Way. Oh, they've got a lovely airport there. <laughs> East Way, so I've been told. Oh, oh. <laughs> you can spend 14 days in the hangar because it's always bleeding cold. <laughs> Well, our scorer, Samantha, is working overtime and uh, should come up with a score, half-time score, any minute now. We're going to play a game called Tag Wrestling or The Chairman's Revenge. In this round, I'm going to give each team the payoff of a story and I shall then start one of you off telling a story to fit your particular punchline. Then when I feel like it, I shall do this, which is pressing my buzzer, and a member from the opposing team will have to take up that story but make it fit his punchline. Fascinating game. Barry and Graham, uh, your punchline is Hamlet killed the rest of the court and died. That's a red tickler, isn't it? Hamlet. <laughs> and Tim and Willie, Tim and Willie, your punchline is suddenly Mr. Plod burst in and arrested Noddy and Big Ears. You <laughs> shouldn't have any difficulty with either of those. Big Ears. Noddy. And Noddy and Big Ears. And Noddy. <laughs> it's two D's. I've got two larger cast here. I've got three Big Ears and two Noddies. <laughs> okay, you've the longest thing. time to think, Barry and Graham, so uh, will you start your story now? It was a grand day at Elsinore. Day trippers were thronging round the castle, and Hamlet went up on the battlements to get away from the crowds. There's something rotten in the state of Denmark, he said. No, no, said Big Ears, that's me. <laughs> we, we've come on a day trip to Elsinore. I've come with Noddy, and Mr. Plod isn't far behind because we've brought illicit pork into the land of bacon, which you're not allowed to do because the only thing you get in Denmark is Lego and um, soft porn, the expression, getting your Lego over. <laughs> <laughs> We've come here for a bit of soft porn. Then step into this cupboard, said Hamlet. 
here you will be safe from the attentions of P.C. Plod. You're a toff and a prince, said Begears, and he and Noddy were locked into the closet. <laughs> Leaving Hamlet free. Stop writing notes, Tim. <laughs> writing to a fellow in the front row. <laughs> Come out of the closet, they said, but the closet door was locked. <laughs> By this time, the rest of the court had heard about the kerfuffle up on the battlements and sped... He never could stand a kerfuffle, so Polonius leapt in, jumped into the closet with them, and said, Come with me behind the arras. This sounds promising, said Big Ears. <laughs> it isn't, assured Polonius. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the grand banqueting chamber, Hamlet had strolled down to see what was going on with the rest of the court, and found that they were all having an enormous sword fight. Me jumped on a table and shouted, I am a prince. So you are, said Big Ears. At that moment, Ophelia came in, and Noddy said, Have Ophelia. <laughs> and then... Big Ears, and Big Ears did, and suddenly Mr. Plod burst in and arrested Noddy and Big Ears. Right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I must admit, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> You're not alone. We're going on to a round now called Complete Speeches. So this next round, we're going to play some extracts from speeches by famous figures. We just want the teams to complete them. One mark for a correct answer and several bruises for an incorrect one. And we'll start uh, with a round consisting of bits of Margaret Thatcher at the Tory <laughs> conference. <laughs> Margaret Thatcher at the Tory conference. Tim, here's your extract. And of course we all have our favourite causes. I know I do. My favourite course is Peter Walker on toast. <laughs> Larry, here's an extract. But someone has to add up the figures. Someone. Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, here's an extract from the Tory conference. Margaret Thatcher for you. At this conference last year, <laughs> you remember that I said the National Health Service is safe with us. <laughs> April Fool! <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit high for her there, wasn't I? <laughs> Graham Garden's lying fourth at the moment and has an awful lot to do, but uh, see, see what you can do with this extract, Graham. We have set a true course, a course that is right for the character of Britain. Right for the people of Britain. Right for the ghoulies of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Tower of London beckons, so we'd better get off that one. And we'll do another round now, and here's our other leader, Arthur Scargill. Extract, extract for you, Tim Brooke Taylor. Look. We were responding to calls from the trade union movement. And you people make me smile. <laughs> so put your clothes back on. <laughs> I will if you will. <laughs> Uncanny accent, that. <laughs> good, oh, good, yes. Extra point for that. <laughs> right, Barry, here's another Scargill excerpt. When we do this, become the Labour government. The first important task is to get this megaphone out of my trousers. 
Willie Rushton, here's one with you. Welcome. This is John Selwyn Gummer at the Tory conference. <laughs> oh. And I want every one of you in this hall today, just at this moment, to think. <laughs> Look, we've never tried it before. <laughs> Right, Graham Garden, here's one for you, and it's President Reagan. They are the focus of evil in the modern world. Damn the Ottomans. <laughs> I think Samantha has a score for us now. No? One each. Oh, well. <laughs> Keep working at it. We go on now to pro-celebrity dwarf throwing. This is the last of our contests to find the strongest man here. You've probably heard of the popularity of dwarf throwing contests recently. But we held one of these shortly before the program began, and it was won by Timbrook Taylor. He was thrown some 20 feet by his <laughs> Now it's the team's turn to do the throwing. They've got their dwarves in front of them. That's dwarf conifers. <laughs> weighing well over 100 grams. And I'm going to ask them to throw them... Now. Now comes the exciting moment where we measure those throws. And we discover that Timbrook Taylor, funnily enough, did the worst one, <laughs> landed on his own foot. <laughs> who have we got next? Next is Graham Garden, who just managed to reach the front of the stage here. Willie Rushton's landed on somebody else's foot in the front row of the audience. <laughs> but Barry Cryer actually made somebody's lap. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> so Barry Cryer's the winner of that round. Well done, well done. Well, that was fun. And now we go on to Call My Bluff. Probably seen the television program <laughs> Call My Bluff, and we have now an entertaining version of that game. I shall want out. Lovely adjective. I shall want our team members to define a word that I shall give them, and I shall then guess which is the true definition. Ready, teams? Your word is Australian. <laughs> Australian. And we'll start with you, Barry. Uh, this is a hybrid word. Um, Charles Darwin, as you know, wrote the origin of species. He did observe on his travels on the beagle, um, <laughs> which it's is an offence punishable by a No, he saw, <laughs> he saw um, a lion mating with an ostrich. And um, the resultant offspring was dubbed by uh, Darwin an Austri-lion. An Austri-lion. Mm. creature that gives birth to an egg with a lion on it. <laughs> right, I've got that one. Now then, uh, Willie Rushton. The word is in fact not Australian, it's Nostrillion. And it, this is not to be confused with Postilians, who are constantly struck by lightning. A, a Nostrillion... He's actually an ostler. In the old days, he used to pick the noses of racehorses. <laughs> um, 
Well, someone has to. <laughs> and was therefore termed an Australian. An Australian. No speaking to the gentry. Right. Okay, Graham. Your definition, please. Yes, Australian. Um, this word actually means almost Austrian. It's Australian. Um, and it's used to describe people who are Austrian-ish. People who wear funny hats and funny shorts and yodel in Technicolor. <laughs> and uh, they're known in Austria, indeed, uh, in dialect, as the Gtai Brutz, which means the almost men, and they've adopted that as their greeting. The Gtai Brutz. <laughs> Right, and finally, your definition, Timbrook-Taylor. Well, the, the word was, in fact, um, made up by uh, John Wyndham in his sci-fi book uh, to describe that glassy stare of those strangers seemingly from another planet called the Day of the Millwall Supporters. And these, <laughs> these aliens with woolly whitelaw oyster-like eyes, and um, hence this look was called Oyster Alien. Oyster Alien, Oyster Alien look these uh, people from abroad. Oh, from another planet. Hmm. <laughs> abroad, on another Right, well, that gives yes. me some yes. interesting ones to pick from. Now, wait a minute. Willie Rushton, with that interesting variation on the term picking a winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure. Don't think it's that. I'm going for Tim Brooke Taylor. So is it a true or a bluff, Tim? Oh! Can we see what the true definition was, please? Good Lord. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> what did you think the man said? Did you get that right? That? You did. Well, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> huh? Anyway. God's all over. <laughs> Let's go on now to the late arrivals. This is the point in the programme where I go home so that I can miss your announcement to the arrival of the farmer's ball. The Farmer's Ball. Cabaret time. Will you welcome Clive Dung? <laughs> who flung? Yehudi Manurin. <laughs> and Fertie Liza Minnelli. <coughs> With some songs by Noel Cowherd. You're welcome, please. I think you're welcome back, probably. Mr. and Mrs. Recultural Policy and their tarty daughter, the rather common Aggie Recultural Policy. <laughs> Welcome, uh, Harry Bull. Not feeling himself, he's just trodden on a rake. <laughs> he's got a couple of acres, and... Um... <laughs> Smallholder, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yes, from Littlehampton. Now, <laughs> there, look, here's Mr. and Mrs. Lee Field and their daughter, Bar Lee Field. Ah. Getting ah. a rope. <laughs> hey, Rick, I didn't know you were here. <laughs> He's here with Wayne. Hey, Wayne. <laughs> That's Phil Drabble and his cock-a-doodle. <laughs> oh, dear, what did cock-a-doodle do? <laughs> There's that cow pat. <laughs> Avoid her like the plague. She's uh, with her milkmaid friend, Isla Pullum. <laughs> She's from Huddersfield. <laughs> All the way from Cyprus, Farmer Gusta and his colleague, Flower. 
Oh, there's the vet, Rube Erglove, now appearing in All Creatures Grunt and Smell. <laughs> We've just about come to the end of today's programme. After our closing announcement, I shall have a very important announcement of my own to make, so I'll tell you about that in a moment. Barry Cry, Finbrook Taylor, Graham Garden and Willie Rushton were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Matthew Scott setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Mayhew Archer. Welcome back. And now the moment that I know Mornington Crescent aficionados all over the world have been waiting for. Our two teams are going to attempt to break the Mornington Crescent record by playing continuously for 145 hours. <laughs> They've been sponsored, of course, and the proceeds will be going to Mornington Crescent Anonymous, which helps addicts to the game. Our special audience here have agreed to witness the entire attempt. <laughs> on a rotor basis, of course. But you at home are now going to witness live the start of this heroic effort. Are you ready, teams? Straight rules, naturally, and we'll begin as soon as Samantha can find her stopwatch. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. As <laughs> <laughs> I go and have a look. Right, we'll begin with you now, Tim. Now. Heathrow Central. Hillington Way. Kensington High Street. Always safe. Isle of Wight Ferry. Oh, very clever. Mornington Crescent. <laughs> I start again, presumably, having won that one. Gloucester Road. Freshwater Avenue. Oh, oh, oh. Cross Road, that's all right. We'll see how they're getting on when you rejoin. I'm sorry I haven't a clue at the same time next week. <laughs>